The Naval Academy Museum presents a history of the Navy in 100 objects. On a capital ship or an ocean trip was a walloping window blind. The wind that blew dismayed the crew or troubled the captain's mind. The man of the wheel was made to feel contempt for the wildest woe. Though it often appeared when the gale had played that he bade his one below. Opening today's episode is the Naval Academy Men's Glee Club singing a classic Navy sea shanty entitled, A Capital Ship. The title refers both to the sailor's opinion of their ship, and also as a reference to its class, Capital Ship. Historically, the largest and most heavily armed ships in a country's navy are referred to as Capital Ships, and as we continue to explore the early roots of the U.S. Navy, we now look at the construction of the first true U.S. warships, Capital Ships. Our first episode discussed the daring exploits of John Paul Jones against the British. However, you may also recall that John Paul Jones had to make do with a converted merchant vessel, not a real warship. This would be like trying to convert a mid-sized sedan for use as a makeshift tank. In later episodes, we will continue to delve into the origins of American ships and shipbuilding, especially the British roots and influences, and we'll actually look at a very interesting model that shows the changes that Jones made to his ship to make it as combat-worthy as he could. But, like you can't begin the history of the Navy without discussing John Paul Jones, in the same way, you cannot begin to talk about the development of naval technology without examining the USS Constitution. The Naval Act of 1794 established a program to build the first real U.S. Navy, consisting of six ships that would be revolutionary in their design. Constitution's long, narrow hull, combined with the strength advantage of her construction materials, made her and her sister ships the fastest and most heavily armed frigates in the world. The Constitution's design was equivalent to something like stealth technology of her day. No other ship had been built this way before. She first won fame at Tripoli in 1803 during the wars against the Barbary pirates in what is now modern-day Libya and was commanded by the daring leadership of many of our early naval heroes, including Edward Preble, John Rogers, and Isaac Hall. Many other early naval leaders also learned their craft on her decks during this time. After the Barbary Wars, Constitution won victory after victory over British ships during the War of 1812, and we will discuss these victories in more detail in later episodes. After the war, she was nearly scrapped multiple times, but always was saved by the dedicated efforts of concerned citizens and naval leaders alike. During the Civil War, she was stationed as a training ship both at Annapolis and then Newport, Rhode Island, and many midshipmen along with the officers such as David Porter conducted training on her decks. Today, she is on permanent display in Boston and is still manned by a contingent of 60 active-duty Navy sailors on special duty. Constitution is the oldest U.S. commissioned vessel afloat and the oldest in the world to still actively get underway. Britain's HMS Victory is the oldest commissioned vessel in the world, but has not left her dock in more than half a century. Now, Dr. Scott Harmon discusses a little bit more of what it took for a fledgling nation to build one of the most technologically advanced vessels in history and why it was so special. Welcome, I'm Dr. Scott Harmon. We are at the Naval Academy Museum in our series of podcasts on 100 objects on the history of the United States Navy at the Naval Academy Museum. This time we're going to look at a model of USS Constitution, uh, popularly known as Old Ironsides. The Constitution was authorized as one of six frigates in 1794. And the intent at that time was to build 
a few vessels, but they would be better than anything else in the world. They would be stronger, faster, more heavily armed than any comparable frigate in the world. Uh, these were, would mount uh, nominally 44 guns. Uh, she would at times carry 56 guns. The thing that made her so unusual was the materials that were used in her construction. Primarily live oak comes from the uh, coastal areas of the southern states. This is a magnificent tree. Uh, it grows uh, very large, very strong, and the wood uh, is twice as dense uh, almost as the wood uh, used in English frigates. The live oak weighs approximately 60 pounds per cubic foot, uh, English oak around 32 pounds per cubic foot. The frames of the Constitution, like the ribs uh, in your chest, uh, were spaced very closely together. They're about uh, 14, 16 inches uh, uh, front to back and about 12 inches uh, in depth. Uh, those figures are rough. But the frames are only about an inch apart. So the lower part of the hull here uh, and coming up to the uh, main deck was almost solid live oak. That gave her, gave her strength. Uh, live oak is so dense that it will not float and you preserve it. Once it is out of the water and starts to age, it's almost impossible to cut, so you have to cut it uh, while it is still green, get it shaped the way you want it. Building these ships was a great industrial task uh, for the young nation. You had to have land for the shipyard. You had to have a source of copper for the bottom of the hulls. You had to have rope walks in order to make all the rigging that was being used. Uh, iron works to make anchors. Uh, I think Constitution's, most of her guns were uh, purchased from England, which is interesting. But the Constitution, unlike the standard British frigate that she would eventually meet, had on her main gun deck, where the white stripe is, 24 pounders. This means that the cannon fired a ball that weighed 24 pounds. The ship that she would eventually meet in battle, the Guerriere, had 18 pounders on our main deck. So you've got a 25% increase in weight. Uh, additionally, the Constitution was rated at 44 guns. The Guerriere, which was a large British frigate, was 38 guns. This is a quantum leap in the design of a warship. Uh, Constitution so outclassed the British uh, frigates that uh, she was really uh, the British frigates were really no match for her in battle, which would be shown uh, when the War of 1812 came about and the American frigates like Constitution got into action with the, their opponents in the Royal Navy. So we hope that you will come and see uh, the displays in the museum, see this beautiful model of the Constitution, and you'll be able to compare her with a British frigate of the same period and see how much larger the American frigate was than the British frigate, but what was the real telling difference is what was inside of the ships. The construction, the weight of guns that uh, they would employ, and the number of crew that each ship used. Thank you very much. Hope that you'll pay us a visit to the Naval Academy Museum.